The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. It's so delightful to be with you all. And there is so much generosity that is inextricably part of Buddhist practice. As you give your time and attention to the body, the heart, the mind, this awareness, this gift of mindfulness allows what is arising some time and mental space to be known. That gift of attention is one of the keys to discovering and uprooting what causes dissatisfaction, stress, suffering, and by giving ourselves the time to get to know the mind deeply, we learn, we gradually learn how to find sustainable happiness. And this all started with an act of generosity, and that was the Buddha's conscious decision to teach. So according to one sutta that I uh, was reading, when the Buddha was newly self-awakened, he was said to have been thinking something like this. This Dhamma that I've attained is deep, hard to see, hard to realize, peaceful, refined, beyond the scope of conjecture, subtle, to be experienced by the wise. But this generation delights in attachment, is excited by attachment, enjoys attachment. For a generation delighting in attachment, excited by attachment, enjoying attachment, then it goes on to name these things that are going to be really hard for people to understand when they're so into attachment, such as conditionality, this, if this, then that, dependent co-arising, the resolution of all fabrications, the relinquishment of all acquisitions, the end of craving, dispassion, cessation, unbinding. And apparently, you know, the the thought was, if I were to teach the Dhamma and others would not understand me, that would be tiresome and troublesome for me. So as he entertained these thoughts, the story goes that his mind was inclined instead to just dwelling at ease and not to teaching the Dharma. But this particular sutta recounts that a Brahma implored and persuaded him to teach by telling him that there there were people, there are people who would be able to understand. And after that, the Buddha apparently decided that he would teach those who could hear the Dharma and had conviction. But then he went on to dedicate the the remaining decades of his life to teaching. So it's one thing to teach a few classes, but imagine the generosity it takes to spend every day, every decade of one's adult life, one's, you know, teaching what is hard to convey and hard for others to understand. So that's a, that's a pretty amazing act of generosity. He didn't just discover this for himself, he then passed it on. And then the next enormous act of generosity um, to which we owe the practices we learn was that 
the generations of monastics who first memorized and recited the teachings of the Buddha um, and to anyone wanting to hear the Dharma, and then later recorded them in writing. And then we're fortunate enough um, in our lifetime that they've been translated into languages that we speak. And these weren't people who were setting out to make a, a fortune from what they knew. It was freely offered, passed from one warm hand to the next for the past 2,500 years. So when we take in that fact, 2,500 years of people generously offering this, um, it really registers with a sense of amazement and gratitude. Um, and if we dedicate ourselves regularly to this practice, we start to feel the ways in which generosity grows um, inside. So for me, realizing that I'm coming up on the 20th year uh, since I sat at Insight Meditation Center um, with Gil 20 years ago and have been doing so ever since, and now online, the generosity of the people who developed these tools that enable us to come from all over the world to gather and meditate together. One way it manifests is in an attitude of goodwill towards others, and I can see that going on in the chat um, for someone who's going through things and the care that people are sending. That's pretty wonderful. So we can feel goodwill towards each other and also towards experience itself. This practice makes us increasingly able to meet every kind of experience and every kind of relationship with some goodwill, some fundamental friendliness or kindness and willingness to open to what's happening instead of being in conflict with it. When that goodwill encounter suffering, we respond with another form of generosity, and that is compassion. Goodwill wants to see suffering come to an end. And it's an inclination of mind that knows that given exactly the same conditions, we would suffer in exactly the same way. And not only that, when generosity encounters someone who's experiencing good fortune, instead of being envious or competitive, the heart responds with appreciative joy, feeling good for the other person. Um, so devoted practice develops this capacity not only to feel compassion, to come from a quality of goodwill, but also to radiate good wishes towards someone for whom things are going well. And there are so many forms of generosity that surround us. Um, it, it lightens the heart and it develops goodwill, further goodwill, to begin to look around you and discover generosity everywhere. Um, Donna is the ancient Pali word for generosity. And it's named as in the Buddhist text as the first of the ten paramis, or perfections of virtue. So the first perfection of virtue is generosity. Ajahn Suchito uh, wrote a book about paramis that I'm sure many of you know. And he, in that book, he points out something pretty interesting. That in order for our minds to be ready to take in the teachings of the Buddha, to really be ready for liberation, 
Um, the mind needs preparation. And the specific preparation that Ajahn Suchito cites is to access and take in the validity, the, the real value of generosity and also virtue and renunciation. So these three together are practiced as a beginning of being able to come to freedom from suffering. They're practiced not only for oneself, but for the welfare of others, and they're said to lead to peace. So virtue and renunciation that are named in this trio with generosity, to me, actually come from generosity as well. If you think about practicing virtue, which you could also say is ethical conduct or morality, that's another gift that we give each other. That's the way we create safety, honesty, trust, and reliability in our relationships. And those things are so fundamental to harmony and ultimately happiness. It brings peace to your own mind. And because the conscience knows that it's behaving unethically and it will never come to peace when that's running under conscious awareness, it will continue to cause someone to act out, cause entire groups of people to act out in some form of discomfort, suffering, although it it wears a lot of different guises. Renunciation is another act of generosity. When you think of letting go of an unwholesome habit in favor of a more wholesome way of being, we are not only benefiting ourselves, but we're benefiting other people. Giving up unwholesome behavior, unwholesome speech, unwholesome thoughts, we get a lot easier to live around and we become less harmful to others. So when we're practicing renunciation, often we're giving up our greed for something that we previously craved as if it were going to be the source of sustainable happiness. And when we give up on that greed, again, we're doing something that benefits others. Our cravings and clingings often use more of the planet's resources than may be healthy. So the process of letting go of greed and clinging, we're giving a gift to the planet and to every other living being on it by using only what we need. So as as you've been listening to the various ways generosity presents itself in these foundations for the practice of generosity, virtue, and um, renunciation, as well as in the practice of mindfulness itself, maybe some of the ways you experience generosity are coming to mind. Um, What are some of the simple ways that generosity shows up in your practice in your life? If you'd like, I'd love it if you want to type some of them into the chat. Examples of generosity that you value. The generosity um, of sharing it with each other in the chat um, it will inspire others to see more forms of generosity in their life. So some of the things that are coming to mind for me are the uh, really kind way that when you're riding a bicycle, uh, cars will give you a wide berth as they pass. 
or the generosity of actually talking to someone who's a clerk at a store that you're shopping in instead of just treating them anonymously. So presence is one that I see. I see warm hugs being sent. That's generosity. What else inspires you as generosity that you see in daily life? The kindness of strangers. Letting go of taking credit. A meal prepared with love. These are beautiful. Spending time listening to others, cooking for others, smiling at strangers. Forgiveness. It's a huge form of generosity. Smiles. Even to people you don't know. Encouraging people to go ahead of me in line. The generosity of willingness to receiving help. Warmth. Sharing food with friends. My son-in-law getting sober. Yes. People being kind. (laughs) Thank you, Melody. This talk right now. Distributing food. Yeah. Acknowledging generous behaviors from others. It's so helpful when people are thanked for what they're doing. They do more of the same. Cooking for friends in need. Definitely. Reaching out to our elderly neighbors and listening to their stories. Empathy. Bringing my nine dogs inside when it's 20 degrees outside. Yes, it's currently 11 where I live and there's snow on the ground. Uh, The friendliness of others. This is beautiful. Sitting still with a child. Just sitting and listening to anyone. Saying hello to others when you're hiking. Help. Uh, this is powerful. Helping someone die. Yes. People giving each other space in lines, in listening, with an open heart. Listening and sharing. Christmas Day Sangha. Radical acceptance. And someone offering Sarah her presence, community service. Um, So thank you all for these beautiful, beautiful examples of generosity. And I want to invite you, for those of you who would like to make this week a retreat of sorts, I'd like to invite you to continue to notice throughout your day. This is a really fun practice. All of the beautiful examples of generosity that you see around you. It really lifts and warms the heart. Thank you so much. Sending metta to all of you. Sending very fond wishes for a happy day. See you tomorrow.